4: This is Live Bet Saturday on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: It's our number two of Live Bet Saturday. Your home for all things college football betting each and every Saturday from across Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson at our Mandalay Bay Sportsbook Studios, pleased to be joined for the first time this year, and we are excited to have him just about every Saturday, Paul Stone over at Circa, follow him at Paul Stone Sports, expert handicapper in college football, bets into the Circa openers every single week, and is always somebody who is moving the lines. We also have Jeff Parles, who is always betting in-game, we have Jeff over at South Point, sadly, the, the most depressing part of the last five minutes was Jeff and I frantically trying to find a Rutgers team total in-game under of which we could not find any. But alas, we go to Fayetteville where we start off the updates to kick off this hour. Alabama struggling on the opening drive even though Tide moved the ball with ease. It was a red zone interception by quarterback Bryce Young. But after forcing an Arkansas punt, Young and the Tide right back down the field. 47-yard touchdown pass to Kobe Prentice. At least so far, guys, Jeff, we'll start with you on this. Alabama, from a ball movement perspective, looking uh, looking like a team ready to go here on the road in Fayetteville.
6: Well, again, uh, Blitz, uh, Bryce Young uh, at your own peril, and that was what led to that long touchdown. But now a big moment in this game, potentially, for Sam Pittman and company. It's fourth and one at their own 34-yard line. They currently have the offense on the field. They're going to take a timeout beforehand. I Ben, your 17-point underdog at home, I would actually go for it here. I would just get Jefferson under center. He's a big guy. Get a half yard behind your big offensive line. That's what I would do here. Try to stay in this game. Well, actually, you know what? It's going to be irrelevant. He didn't take the timeout. I delayed. So he's going to punt anyway. But uh, this is uh, this kind of the Arkansas team we saw uh, a few weeks ago against Missouri State defensively, Ben. And if you're going to give the same defensive effort as you did against that team, against Bama, you're going to run out of the building.
5: And for Arkansas, a little surprise, too, from Sam Pittman, who's been a generally aggressive coach, does take the delay of game. Should point, in, point out the field position, not optimal for yeah, Arkansas. Yeah, at their own 35. Own 34, but yeah. back, that's back-to-back three and outs to start the day for the Razorbacks at this point. Uh, just looking at a, a refreshed live line right now for you on on this particular spot. Uh, seeing Bama up to laying 20 and a half live and a little bit of juice there to the Alabama side up that quick seven, nothing with the live total uh, sitting right around the 53 and a half number in that one coming down a little bit from our 60 and a half number at close. Uh, Paul, we'll kick it to you just on this uh, Oklahoma uh, State and Baylor matchup. We've seen both teams move the ball pretty efficiently so far. Again, for those who missed it, Paul on Baylor in this one. Bears closing as a two-and-a-half-point favorite in a matchup of experienced teams with the Cowboys off a of bye. 7-3 early start here, seeing the the pokes now basically Even minus 115 each way on the money line at this point. Oklahoma State, in some books right now, including at BetMGM, uh, laying 2.5 live. 57.5 is your total on that one. So it has come down a little bit from uh, our opener, I should say, uh, ticked up a a tiny bit here from 56.5 or 56 up to 57.5. So far, though, Spencer Sanders, you talked earlier, Paul, you did mention just the experience for Sanders coming in with something that uh, for Oklahoma State has given them a ton of, early season success he's looked pretty good five of seven 44 yards and a touchdown to this point and it appears to be a back and forth battle in Waco
4: absolutely outstanding uh, catch there by Oklahoma State on the uh, touchdown as they uh, took the lead a short time ago seven to three so uh, I think it's going to be a good football game and I think uh, you know both teams as you said are are moving the ball it seems and uh, could be a, a back and forth big 12 matchup today there in Waco
5: and watching the Bears with the ball back now and a, an errant pass goes in complete from Blake shape. And that's the first real bad pass he's thrown. It had been seven and nine, 52 yards to start things out. Uh, Jeff, as we'll just rattle through some of these other uh, games in progress just to catch everybody up on struggles for Michigan State continuing. We saw Mel Tucker's group start the year 2 and0, get blasted by Washington on the road then get destroyed at home last week as a short underdog to Minnesota, a team who, by the way, turns around. Golden Gophers lose today as near double-digit favorites at home outright in that, in, in that home matchup against Purdue. And for Michigan State, not only has it been offensive struggles, but the defense, two touchdowns given up early on the road to Talia Tugavailoa and Maryland, and it's a 14-7 lead here for a Maryland team that did get the money this week, Jeff, up to 7.5 in that uh, betting market with a 58-and-a-half total at close.
6: Yeah, you know what? In retrospect, that 58 total seemed a little bit low. It's just a matter of would you get enough out of Michigan State's offense. And right now, that live total 70-and-a-half. Maryland is a good offense, Ben. We we did see that a few weeks ago against SMU. We saw it even even with Tungvaluola hurt in that game, Italia Tungvaluola. We saw them being able to move the ball at the back of quarter get back against Michigan. So Maryland's offense is good. It's just a matter of can they get stops. Uh no play right now. It's right now Maryland twelve and a half live, now down to sixty-nine and a half total. No play for me. But Maryland, Maryland's not a bad team, Ben. They're pretty clearly a bull team to me this year.
5: And Look, played Michigan really tough, even though the box score is maybe a little more cosmetic with a touchdown on the final drive with a backup quarterback to lose that game by seven. Maryland played the Wolverines really tight throughout, and we also got a pretty good idea of how good Michigan's talent actually is today as they go on the road in a really tough spot at Kinnick Stadium against Iowa and had no problem handling the Hawkeyes' 17-point win there. Uh, as far as some of these other games getting underway, Paul, a game that is surprising from a early lack of scoring perspective would be in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, we didn't get your full breakdown before this kicked off, but you were on the Jayhawks, both you and Jeff, in this particular spot, uh, catching either the three or the three and a half where Kansas goes off against Matt Campbell's Iowa State team. Uh, how surprised are you, though, to see no score here through a quarter in a game that was totaled in the high 50s at 58 and a half?
4: Yeah, I mean, Kansas is a team that uh, they've covered their last seven games, uh, starting with the Texas upset late last year there in Austin, a game they won in overtime. I'm not sure about their over-under record in those seven games, but I know most of them have gone over. Kansas is a team with Jalen Daniels, uh, just one of the most uh, outstanding dual-threat quarterbacks this year in all of college football. They're a team that can score a lot, but defensively, a team that uh, is a little bit vulnerable. They still don't have the level of athletes that they need uh, to be an elite-type defense for a power in a power-five conference. So certainly surprising that we hadn't got any points on the board yet. Uh, right. But they could come in bunches. We'll just have to wait and see.
5: Yeah, first quarter just coming to an end. There, Kansas possession. They'll have a second and two at their own 29 when we come out of it. Uh, Jeff, only one first down for KU. Uh, for and Paul, I know this is your first week with us on the show. Jeff's been the biggest pound KU guy there is, which is somewhat ironic considering both he and I are alums of the archrival University of Missouri, but we're, we're in it to make money. Value is value, Ben. It. Value is value. <laughs> I mean, you know that. Value is value. But, 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 uh, but Jeff, so far, 40, only 50 yards total, one first down for KU. It's been to, been to Jalen Daniels not doing much through the air, two for three, 36 yards in an Iowa State team that has controlled the possession 11 minutes to four for KU and seeing an in-game number all the way down on the total here to 45. I wonder if there is a point where you'd maybe look to go the other way, look at an in-game over with a a big, big lowering from that pregame number. So
6: Kansas's first drive got derailed on a third and four. They ran a nice little stretch play that got about 30, but got called back on holding, and then they conceded the drive after that. Iowa State just moved the ball down the field and doinked the field goal from 37 yards. So the teams have kind of moved the ball. I, I'm not going to do anything with it. I, I think that number 44, 45 is about right. Uh, Kansas, right now, an even money, money line underdog, right now, maybe go that way. But these two teams are pretty even, Ben. Uh, I'm not surprised that we've seen this game be pretty even so far between these two.
5: And for Deckers, the Iowa State quarterback, good start, 9 of 11, 87 yards. You mentioned, Jeff, the general efficiency, but college kickers gonna college kicker sometimes, and that is what happened up for Iowa State. Alabama into the end zone again. We'll get an updated number there shortly. Bryce Young with another big pass play to set up the tide in danger territory and it is the quarterback young who takes it in himself from inside the 10 yard line 13 nothing tied with 235 to go in the first quarter PAT pending we'll circle back at a live number on that momentarily Paul another game you had in this second window the 3 30 p.m eastern kicks we didn't get the full explanation but we did get the pick in North Carolina laying it today against Virginia Tech as we look at this game so far tar heels after that disappointing loss on the road in south bend against uh actually i should say at, at home against uh, the notre dame fighting irish last week north carolina loses that game going away but up so far seven three on vatech, what did you like about the tar heels coming into this matchup today
4: well one thing i liked uh, ben was they're coming off of a loss i always uh, you know see that in general as, as a uh favorable part of the handicap if a a team is coming off the loss. Virginia Tech, this is as much a play against Virginia Tech as it was a play on North Carolina. Virginia Tech, uh, under first-year head coach Brent Pry, who was formerly the defensive coordinator at Penn State, they're really struggling. I mean, as you might expect, a lot of growing pains. Uh, They're really, really uh, below average on offense, to put it mildly. Uh, they're not averaging a whole lot of yards per game. Uh, they're not scoring much. And you've got a North Carolina team as well that last week not only got uh, All-America wide receiver Josh Downs back from, uh, from injury, but also got their number two wide receiver, Antone Green, back from injury. So this is a, a North Carolina team that now has all of its offensive pieces. The way that I saw this game, North Carolina is going to score some points. I don't think Virginia Tech's going to be able to match that scoring, and uh, I just like North Carolina to win by double digits.
5: And UNC with that that thought process from Paul Stone looking pretty good so far. Drake May, 3 of 6, 38 yards and an early touchdown. 226 to go in the first quarter with UNC just pulling up our live numbers right now. Those have just come off the board, but we'll get an update on those on the other side, as we go toward the final couple minutes of that first quarter on top of Va Tech. The only other games we haven't mentioned here in the late window of notes Northwestern and Penn State scoreless going to the end of the first quarter. Interesting slow start to see there. Penn State laying a big number 25 and a half or 26 in that spot, and they're tied seven up between Wake Forest and Florida State. We'll come back, more previews with.
7: This is Live Bet
4: Saturday on Visen, the sports betting network.
5: Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to Visen Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by Visen show hosts and guests, 24/7 video season prep including our weekly college or pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back to the updates in just a second, but as we welcome you back to the show, Live Bet Saturday, one update to pass along on an NFL injury front. Jeff Parle standing by at South Point. Jeff, looks like we have some movement for tomorrow morning showdown in London. Saints-Vikings number on the move here.
6: Yeah, just uh, real quick here. James Winston out, that back injury becoming too much. So we get to see Andy Dalton for the first time this year in a New Orleans Saints jersey. This has moved up to three and a half now on the Minnesota Vikings. Total uh, 41 right now between the uh, Vikings and the Saints tomorrow, early, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time in London. Ben Wilson.
5: I know Jeff will be awake for it. Coin flip. coin flip. Coin
6: yes, flip, Ben Wilson.
5: Oh, no, coin flip. Come on. Coin flip? Really? <laughs> coin football. flip. Come on. Uh, there totally. are still some books showing, <laughs> showing three right now. If you liked Minnesota, even though I would argue we knew Jameis Winston was very unlikely to play to begin with. And you can make a case, might even be an upgrade having an actual healthy quarterback with experience in Andy Dalton out there. That's neither here nor there. There are still some threes available, even though most of them now are picking up juice to the Minnesota side. A couple of updates, though, on the college football front. We told you right before the break, Alabama punches it in again to go up 14-0. And the Tide force yet another punt from Arkansas. Disaster start for Sam Pittman's Razorbacks. And as of this moment, Alabama now up to a 26.5-point live favorite. 58 and a half is your total there. Uh, also, Penn State just punching it in. So promised you we'd get you an updated Penn State Northwestern line. Unfortunately, we can't because the Nittany Lions just scored. So we'll have to wait to see that reposted again. Now uh, Penn State off to the very slow start, punches it in right at the end of the first quarter. 7-0 Nittany Lions there. No other scores to update you on, so let's continue the previews. Looking ahead to the biggest games tonight. After all, that's why we have Paul Stone, one of the most respected handicappers in college football, with us here from Circa. Paul, we, sh- we might as well not delay it any longer. Let's just get right into the marquee game of the night. North Carolina State and Clemson with all the hype surrounding a couple of top ten teams meeting in Death Valley. Uh, what was the first thing that you started to look at in the handicap? And, and where did that lead you uh, going through the breakdown of a game that sees Clemson right now about a six and a half point favorite?
4: Well, part of my preparation, been for betting the openers each Sunday morning here uh, at Circa in Las Vegas is crafting my own point spread. And, you know, I have a lot of confidence. First of all, Matt Metcalf here at the Circa, they do a great job. But I have confidence in my numbers as well. And the game of the year, the look-ahead line on this particular game, I believe, was Clemson minus 10. And I, you know, not through total referencing that look-ahead number, but my line for this game this week, the week of the game, was also minus 10. And part of my discrepancy is just the fact I think NC State's kind of a paper tiger. They're, they're ranked number 10 in both the major uh, wire service polls. But there's not really a whole lot of resume, in my opinion, to support that. I mean, in their opener uh, there at East Carolina, they won 21-20. to But East Carolina missed two field goals, including one from, I think, just a little over 40 yards in the final seconds that would have given the pirates the win and then against texas tech north carolina state wins that game uh 27 to 14 but in that game north carolina state only 270 total yards only had 4.4 yards per play against the texas tech defense that's only you know kind of middle of the road they're kind of an average division one uh defense there nc state they do however benefit from four texas tech turnovers one of which they returned 84 yards on an interception for a touchdown to account for part of that misleading final. But I just don't think NC State, I don't think they're top-10 caliber team. Most of the Power Redding's people that I reference, including my own, they're not quite in the top 20. And uh, I just made this line, again, double digits. Clemson, very strong in the front seven. They're back four, a little bit vulnerable. I don't think North Carolina State's going to be able to score enough points here. I think Clemson wins by seven or more.
5: We saw that opener right around eight or so once it was reposted from what you were talking about, Paul, from that game of the year line that was available throughout the summer. You wonder, Jeff, is this maybe just a sign of a trendy dog or – lack of trust in a Clemson team that gives up 45 points on the road, needed a bunch of breaks to come back and win that game after leading early, giving up the lead, trailing late in a double overtime win because we saw the line reposted eight all the way down now to six and a half here going through that key number.
6: i feeling this game's going to be a little bit different than what we saw last week in Winston-Salem. I just, you you're dealing with, uh, you're dealing with two very good, two potentially great defenses, Ben. And, I didn't bet this game, but it's very hard for me, in a usual circumstance, to lay almost a touchdown in a college game with a total that's in the mid 40s. I'm not, I'm not staying, I'm not betting this game at all. I want to see if I get some opportunities in game. The one thing I'm looking for is I want to see how Leary w- looks against a great defense because we we saw it at Paul referenced Week One in Greenville against ECU, who's a pretty average football team. NC State couldn't move the ball in the second half. What are they going to do against Clemson's elite defense if they couldn't move the ball against the Pirates? So I want to see how Leary looks before I do anything in this game.
5: And we have seen a, a little steady stream of over money come. This was 44.5, 45, now up to 46 pretty much everywhere. Game of the night tonight in NC State and Clemson. We'll transition to another game. It's a game, Paul, I'm pretty uh, nervous to watch as a, for both Jeff and I, being Missoula alums, it's, it's going to be like this tonight, watching uh, Georgia laying now 30 on the road in Columbia, Missouri. This was 26, one-way action here to the Bulldogs in a spot where a total is at 54, expecting potentially 50% of the fans being Bulldog fans. They did announce a sellout at Faroe Field in Columbia with a wow. big old assistance from Georgia uh, and the fans coming up from Athens today, w- where do you start, Paul, in a, in a matchup like this? Such a lopsided spread, but at the same time, an intra-division SEC matchup.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, Georgia obviously a little bit flat last week, and college football teams are going to have they're going to have hiccups uh, in a 12-game regular season schedule. And it was kind of an obvious spot last week against Kent State of the Mid-American Conference. Georgia only wins that game 39-22. Kent had the the opportunity to pull within single digits there in the fourth quarter, uh, but had a failed two-point conversion. Uh, In the aftermath of that close call, uh, a lot of people were talking about Georgia, you know, maybe not being number one in this week's polls, which I thought was a little bit odd, but uh, I know people like to talk about those things. But I think Georgia here, you know, after that down performance last week against an outmanned opponent, I believe Georgia's going to reassert itself. I believe they're going to flex their muscle against a Missouri team coming off an act, uh, just an absolute heartbreaking loss, uh, 17-14 to in overtime mm-hmm. last week at Auburn. Uh, Nathaniel Pete, the, uh, the running back for Missouri there on uh, Missouri's uh, possession in overtime, about to cross the goal line, just inches short of the goal line, fumbles into the end zone, Auburn recovers. And Auburn gets the victory. So I think Missouri's in a tough spot mentally. I think Georgia's going to be out to show just who they are. I think Georgia rolls by thirty plus over Mizzou tonight.
5: Paul, if you would have been with us on the show last Saturday, I, I just Jeff, I feel like Paul would have helped reverse the tide, helped Nate Pete hang on to the ball as we were watching that game live. And watching all our alma mater completely choke at, at the goal line, Jeff. I imagine you share my same level of pessimism, though, uh, in a matchup like this. Even though we we try to keep allegiances out of it, I don't see any way Missouri keeps this one close tonight.
6: I'm stunned that they actually sold out the game, even with the Georgia fans healthy. We know how apathetic Mizzou's fan base is Ben, since we were a part of it for a long time uh, there in Columbia. But I don't see, and I don't see how Mizzou stays in this game for. A lot of the same reasons that Paul said. Georgia's coming off their worst performance of the year. And they let Kent State, who's not particularly good, hang around for a lot longer than they should have. And Mizzou is coming off basically the worst loss that you could have drawn up in the fashion that had happened. It would have been better if Mizzou got blasted at Auburn as opposed to what happened to them. I don't know how Mizzou scores more than seven. This game, was, I think, would be very reminiscent to what we saw Georgia do to South Carolina a few weeks ago. I don't care that it's 30 on the road. I'd lay. I would not take under any circumstance today.
5: Again, up to 30 now from an opener of 26, Georgia on the road. Against Missouri. Before we hit a break, couple of in-game updates to pass the long. See if there's any value to be looking at. After the slow start, Kansas does punch it in on the first extended drive of the game, second of the day for the Jayhawks. Overall, punching it into the end zone, seven nothing. Jayhawks, 11-29 to go in the half, up to three and a half point live favorites at BetMGM and pretty much market wide. We saw that total as low as 44 and a half. We talked maybe an in-game over position to buy low there. It's Now up to 48-and-a-half here. Still lower, though, than that 58-and-a-half pregame total. And as for North Carolina, Paul Stone liked the Tar Heels. They're looking good so far. 14-3. Heels add another score at home against Vitek. 58-and-a-half now. You're in game total there. Mike Peranio from behind the counter at the Mandalay Bay joins the show next.
4: This is Live Bet Saturday on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: The NHL season is almost here and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts including Andy McNeil with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL bettor should know. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season to get the VEASAN hockey season prep guide by becoming a VEASAN pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. There's one thing I know that bookmakers love. It's that time of year when we have hockey, basketball, football, baseball, and throw in the World Cup for good measure. That will be the case here in about a month's time. As we welcome you back live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM, I bring up the bookmaker perspective because I'm sitting next to one right now. Mike Peranio, he runs things here. Mandalay Bay Race and Sportsbook. We won't make you. Think about that yet, because you might not sleep at all for yeah, about that's a true. month when, when that comes up. We but need more TVs. You might need some more TVs. But at the same time, interesting day today, to, to say the least. I was struck walking in today by how many conflicting sets of fans here behind us in the sportsbook were on opposing sides of the Michigan-Iowa game, where... There wasn't a whole lot of action yet. The cheering was
7: pretty, pretty consistent throughout in a game that was a dead under the entire time. Yeah, that was an interesting game, and uh, we uh, we needed Mississippi actually, the, it, and it took most of the money in the early betting because the early game matchups weren't fantastic. But uh, that was one game where Kentucky was three to one on tickets and, and money. So. That was a close cover for us, but we didn't get there.
5: Yeah, Michigan covering against Iowa, and then as you you were talking about Kentucky and Ole Miss. Yeah. Ole Levis for Kentucky. I'm sorry, you're yeah, you're good. Gets strip sacked in the red yeah. zone, and so it's Ole Miss, toddy toddy, hang on by three. Uh, as far as some of the early matchups, and those are probably the two with uh, with the most interest going down to the wire, at least that you see on your screen. Ole Miss closing six and a half point favorites, Rebels win but do not cover, and in this mid afternoon window right now at least from the national perspective, one of the most popular plays from an overall money perspective was Arkansas. Seemed like a lot of people. It's funny, Mike, you've been around this a long time. Alabama on the road always seems to be like a, a direction most bettors gravitate towards. All of a sudden, though, Nick Saban's team, fails to cover four of their last five on the road and it kind of felt like uh, we saw a, a change in direction with a lot of money on Arkansas.
7: yeah and Arkansas has been surprising people playing really well and this is kind of a big matchup you know biggest game they're gonna have all year at home against a team like Alabama but uh, Alabama opened to 15 and a half got bet up to 17 and a half but then a lot of sharp bet backs. Uh, yeah. that yeah, that that was surprising so we'll see how that turns out but uh, the sharps bet that back it wasn't the public and uh, the Georgia game sharps and public that game everybody loves Georgia it's you can't get enough Georgia on that game so uh, it's 27 and a half i think it Got pushed up to thirty at one point. I didn't look at before I got out here what it moved to, but uh, it is now (laughs) thirty. It is thirty. We were just
5: talking about that game in our last segment with Jeff over at South Point. Myself being Mizzou alums, it's Ah. like it's it's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, And so Paul Stone as well. You talk about uh, sharp respected money. He was also he was on Arkansas as well today. He's on Georgia too in that line as you talked about. That's moved now a full four points. Rare. I don't know how I don't know how rare it is that you can speak more to this, but especially these conference matchups where you see a team on the road laying more than four touchdowns and yet both public and respected money. Not even hesitating to lay it.
7: Yeah, I mean, it, I think that's a lot to do with Georgia and how they've performed so far this year. And, you know, at some point people just say, no matter what, I got to take Georgia until something yeah. different shows me I shouldn't. So, makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess kind of does make sense. But uh, uh, we had some, that was a, that Alabama game that we talked about earlier, that was one of our six figure wagers on Alabama. Michigan State, we had a six, some six figure wagers. And, in the NFL, I'll just briefly, we'll go yeah. into it later, but we did have some six, well, while we're talking six figures, we had the Lions bet for six figures, uh, which uh, that seems reasonable to me, and also the Browns minus, minus the one was a, some six-figure betting, so that's interesting uh, six-figure yeah. monies. If you were to have gone in a time machine back to, say, 2009, when the
5: Browns and Lions infamously squared off with a combined one win right. through nine weeks... You would have said what? People wagering six figures on both of those teams in 2022, but uh, <laughs> that's where where we're at. Getting uh, the the perspective here from behind the counter for Mike Piranio, racing sportsbook manager at the Mandalay Bay. We'll transition to NFL in just a second. For looking right now, though, at college rest of the night, certainly as we just talked about Clemson and NC State, that right. figures to be the marquee game on the card. We'll start there. Where's uh, the bulk of the action been for you on that one?
7: So that's uh, we need NC State. The tickets are about two to one on Clemson, and the money is about five to one. So that's uh, that's a pretty good. Uh, we didn't really move the line on that so much. Uh, I think uh, I don't know what the line is right now, but six the, and a half. Okay, because. Yeah, it was seven for a while because I know we took some sharp money back, but it probably got pounded back by the public. So, uh, But we definitely need the MC State in that game. Yeah,
5: sitting six and a half total at MGM at this point, 45 and a half. And Mike was talking about the big decision for this late afternoon window, Arkansas and Alabama, just a quick update on that. Alabama off to a quick 14-0 lead, but just forced to punt. So that's quickly sweat time for the dog players. Yeah. It always looks good on paper. It's like big number. And then all of a sudden you look up and you're down 14, and it yeah. is a sweat. We'll and it, see what happens. It
7: takes, you know, it just depends on turnovers, basically. It could get out of hand, or it, maybe yeah. it'll get back even.
5: We will see a live line on that game right now, seeing Alabama 23-and-a-half live. Uh, they are a few minutes into the second quarter there. As far as the late games tonight, I know you've had a, a variety of action coming in on a, a bunch of intriguing spots here in the late windows.
7: Yeah, I mean, another game I just briefly, too, is that uh, Georgia, we're 4-1 on tickets and 3-1, to yeah. one, everybody loves Georgia. I mean, maybe we should just say everybody loves that conference and Alabama and Georgia, because I don't see us ever me coming on here and going boy we sure need alabama and georgia <laughs> a, today point. So, yeah. uh, maybe that'll never happen all year at least maybe when they play each other we can say one or the other so but uh, yeah that's one of the games lsu auburn uh the money's about three to one on auburn but tickets were two to one lsu so there's no real line movement in that but the money three to one on auburn tells me that uh, that's Interesting to me that the, the line hasn't moved on that and uh, Cal and LS,
5: uh, LSU sitting eight-and-a-half yeah. right now at Auburn
7: Yeah, and Cal and Washington State It's really lightly bet and it's not much going but we got time on the, some of those later games yeah, That one does not does not kick for uh, We're
5: looking at about an hour at least Cal Wazoo one of the earlier kickoffs still sitting Wazoo minus four to your point that has yeah. not really moved off the four most of the week. We were talking a little bit earlier, only about a half hour ago, Mike, when the Jameis Winston injury news was made official in the NFL. That kicks off the NFL slate tomorrow morning from across the pond in London where we see that game now. Most books have gone up to three and a half here. Just checking uh, MGM's number. You still are holding out Vikings minus three, but minus 115 right now. So you think about quarterback injuries, how important that position is to an overall handicap. Uh, what What was your thought on how this would move, given that The reports early in the week were that Winston would likely be held out. Now that that actually has become official, we've seen a tick up here towards Minnesota.
7: Yeah, it's kind of interesting how uh, I was talking to a guy out yesterday, I believe, and he was telling me he likes to to see who for sure is going to play. He likes to look at fantasy. (laughs) So that tells you uh, maybe fantasy they they maybe know ahead of time, but it's interesting that he said that because fantasy pretty much said he's not playing, he's not playing all week, but uh, you never know. And, uh, you know, He's a great fantasy quarterback because in some leagues, interceptions don't matter. So if you get six touchdowns and six interceptions, pile he's Pile up good. those
5: stats, Jameis. <laughs> Just pile them up. Well, Winston is out tomorrow. Yeah. It is Andy Dalton. So uh, you're, you're, I would I would assume you're probably going to see that move to three and a half.
7: Uh, yeah. That's the, I, that's you know, the I've always, I, you know, I'm kind of a, I've been a fan of the red rifle for a while, and I don't think it's that big a drop-off. Uh, I made the same uh, point earlier. But, but yeah. did you? Yeah, every, everyone seems to think it's like, a, a huge drop-off, but uh, maybe when he was at Cincinnati, they just weren't that good a team. So well, I guess we're going to find out. It's not, it's not easy to bet when you don't know for sure. Yeah.
5: Minnesota, New Orleans, that game kicking off first thing tomorrow morning from London. Right and early. As, uh, <laughs> you, I, you'll be here. Right? <laughs> yes, I will. You're, you're prepared for that already. Uh, and before we get you out of here, as, as far as you mentioned already, the six-figure wagers at Bet MGM, Cleveland, Detroit attracting right. mega bets. What about other, uh, other big decisions that are at least shaping up to be that way so far for you
7: well you know not surprisingly the raiders broncos is the top game with the most money and tickets it's probably always going to be in in nevada or las vegas and uh, we need the broncos of course although you know sometimes we don't always need the home team it's interesting i think last week even we didn't need them but uh the, the other game that's getting a lot of action is because it's a standalone game, the Saints in the early game. So yeah. we'll see how many people get up bright and early for that. Uh, it's it's an interesting time. We don't get a lot of huge people showing up for that game. Uh, they want to watch these late college games and sleep in a little. I would You know what? That, I gave Jeff Parles at South a hard time about that. He said it was a coin flip if he'd be up. So, yeah. Jeff. It's football. You what know the what hi- doing? the highest ticket counts though. The Vikings are five to one on tickets, really, and that's interesting to me. And the mm. Cowboys are ten to one on tickets.
5: Is that not a fishy, yeah, fishy that's, I don't number know. to you? Cowboys laying three against yeah. Washington.
7: Okay. Yeah, I mean that's that, that. To me, it seems like a trap. If I was betting, I would be on the Commanders like crazy but yeah. you know it's interesting to see that interesting
5: for <laughs> for yeah. sure uh, as we wrap things up it's always a pleasure having Mike Perrano from the behind-the-counter perspective handles things here at the Racing Sportsbook at Mandalay Bay always a pleasure Mike I know you're a busy man on these days thanks so for let's, having let's me let's here get back to it
7: everybody come on down and see us it's a great time down
5: here packed behind us place yeah. to be especially on a Saturday watching some college football big injury update also speaking of college football to bring you in the Alabama Arkansas game we'll talk about that next here on live bet Saturday
2: When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody?
1: This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first take.
4: This is Live Bet Saturday on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. As always, a big thanks to Mike Peranio, Race and Sportsbook Director from Behind the Counter at Mandalay Bay, for joining us on Live Bet Saturday. Time, though, to welcome back the two other guys joining me on this show. Paul Stone with us for the first time this year from Circus Sportsbook Studio, downtown Las Vegas, where Paul is sitting at right now. Jeff Parles is at the South Point. I'm Ben Wilson at Mandalay Bay. Jeff, in Arkansas, Alabama, though, the injury concern is something we need to talk about to begin, because Bryce Young heads to the injury tent with a shoulder injury. Alabama sends a backup in who is able to punch it in from a few yards out. So the Tide do lead 21-0, laying 27-and-a-half live, but uh, bigger concerns at play right now on on the Bryce Young injury front here.
6: Yeah, so Bryce Young, earlier in the game, Ben, there was a run that he landed kind of awkwardly on his right elbow as he was getting tackled and then he came back was able to play after that but then there was a throw on that on that not the past Alabama drive but the previous Alabama drive where young looked looked with a, a grimace of pain and all of a sudden goes to the sideline in the injury tent uh, Jenny Dell of CBS uh, said that she heard an, a quote ext- a very extreme yell as Bryce Young threw his helmet down and when he went into the injury tent. So that is obviously ginormous news, not just for today. Yeah. Where Alabama's in complete control. Arkansas, Arkansas looks scared today, Ben. And that is something that you would not have expected out of a Sam Pittman coach team. But right now, we'll, all, we'll be awaiting word of what's going on with Young. Because... This has ramifications for SEC, ramifications for national championship bets, ramification for Heisman bets as well.
5: With Young second on the odds board, he and CJ Stroud, they have traded places throughout the first four weeks of the college football season, mentioning that live line Alabama laying 27.5 live, 55 and a half is your in-game total, where the backup quarterback Jalen Milrow comes in, runs it in from three yards out. Paul, if you're looking at this just from a pure Power Ratings perspective, just how much of a downgrade do you view this being, if we're just talking in a general sense from Bryce Young, a quarterback, to Milroy, the backup there for the Tide?
4: Yeah, Jalen Milroy, uh, very familiar with him. He's a guy from uh, the state of Texas where I'm from, was originally committed to the University of Texas. Uh, he's an athletic guy, but he has not played, certainly has not seen uh, significant action Uh, in, you know, big-time college football games. So this would be a significant loss for Alabama. And, you know, going to an unpolished player such as Milroy, who has not proven himself yet in the passing game, you know, I would say, you know, you have to look at probably uh, six or seven-point drop-off initially. And, of course, as you get data points, as you see Milroy play, then you might adjust that. But I think initially probably six or seven points. Hey, Ben, just to, uh,
6: just to, to hop on this yeah. real quick, we got more here. Because Young just left the tent and went straight to the locker room. So, I, I in a 21-0 game, in a game where Arkansas really has looked bad offensively, I would be very surprised if we see Bryce Young again today.
5: 28-and-a-half now our in-game number because Arkansas just had to punt once more. That is five punts and a fumble first six possessions probably qualifying what jeff was talking about earlier arkansas playing scared and paul as you point out a guy in Milro with not much experience at all through seven passes a season ago 18 passes in all and mop-up duty so far for alabama this year jeff if there's one thing i'd look at an in-game total of 55 and a half only thing you worry about is some some late garbage time scores for arkansas but at the same time while Milro comes in, leads a short touchdown drive for, for Alabama on his first possession in. Hard for me to see this game turning into, tra- into a track meet given what we know about the personnel and what we've seen out of Arkansas offensively. Wouldn't you agree with that?
6: Yeah, I have, I have a hard time seeing, uh, seeing uh, that, Ben. And it's going to be fascinating to see, and, and we see this all the time, Paul, when you have a game that has an injury like this, so that preflop, closing total was 60 and a half which should be a second half total of, of 30. you're going to see the the book the, the people behind the counter here bring this total in now especially if we get news at any point confirmed that young isn't going to come back to this game but Paul you usually see that in a game like this especially when a significant injury happens that the total for the second half is gets brought in a little bit further than you would normally expect for a total without what we saw today with it being 60-and-a-half.
4: right I mean, typically, you know, there's going to be a correlation between the second-half total and the game total. And in this situation, I think it's just a, uh, you know, it's a new line-making exercise, mm-hmm. uh, for lack of a better term. You know, Milroy, his, his game is really – he's a great athlete. You know, I think they would ne- – Typically, if he was um, under different circumstances, I think he would run the football a lot, but I'm not sure with Bryant, with with Young out, I'm not sure if they want to risk losing their second-team quarterback. So I think they're going to be very conservative uh, in the second half, uh, especially if the defense continues uh, to hold Arkansas uh, at the level that they have to this point. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what they come out with you know I'm thinking in terms of uh, 21 maybe 20 and a half and that's just kind of a guess off the top of my head
5: I will I will admit while you were talking Paul first off very professional job of filibustering that's that's half of the battle of this show Paul where we're trying to allow uh, our our fellow host to get live bets in I, I attempted to get in game under 54 and a half here uh, but was uh, was locked out at the last second because they have resumed play so uh, we'll see where that number continues to go. The pregame was 60 and a half, but keeping in mind what Paul just said, his adjustment for the line now with uh, with Bryce Young out of the game, and as Jeff just uh, just confirmed here, Young goes from the injury attempt straight back to the Alabama locker room with the tied up twenty-one nothing right now, six fifty-one uh, to go in the first half. So, whenever you know, I know Jeff and I, we're thinking in the same mindset here so as soon as one of us are able to at least uh, get some sort of wager on we'll let you know but those are the numbers right now if you're interested in jumping in before that total really gets adjusted uh, even further down uh, paul want to get one more a preview from you here that we were going to sneak in a couple segments ago didn't get time and it's not just the marquee games that you're betting you're looking all over the card for value uh, where you can find it here. And uh, you look at UAB and Rice in a matchup. This is another one of the games coming up in that 7.30 Eastern window here. Uh, just looking at the updated line moves, we've seen UAB now toggling back and forth between at 10 and 10 and a half. The Blazers going to Houston on the road here. Uh, what's the angle that you have on, on this matchup here uh, in an in-conference matchup between the Blazers and Owls?
4: Well, in their opener, you know Rice got uh, handled quite easily by Southern Cal, and they're just, you know, they're outclassed in a game like that against a Power Five opponent with the type of weapons that that the Trojans have. But since that game, they've uh, defeated McNeese State. Uh, They defeated Louisiana in Week Three. Uh, Defeated them, I think, by 12 points, but they outgained the Raging Cajuns like 450 to 185. Just really a a thorough domination by Rice. And then last week in the uh, game against Houston, they led that game, you know, probably most of the game ended up losing by seven points. But their quarterback, T.J. McMahon, uh, starting to throw the ball well. Uh, Luke McCaffrey, a converted quarterback, a younger brother of uh, Christian, he's really turned into the uh, go-to receiver for McMahon. And I just like where this Rice team is headed. They're not going to win Conference USA they might not even qualify for a bowl game, but they are showing some progress uh, under fourth-year coach Mike Bloomgren, uh, who needs uh, needs a good year. You know, he probably needs to have a 500 showing to get a fifth year there in Houston. But I just see some incremental improvements by Rice. They're playing at home. I like the Owls getting 10 or 10 and a half over UAB.
5: And there are still, to Paul's point, a couple of books you can find the 10 and a half. Uh, right now with Rice, and that, uh, that certainly is a, a good look for a team at home. And as you talk about, Paul, sometimes general college football bettors, they'll watch how a team looks in week one, since that's when everybody's excited to watch the start of the year and maybe take too much away from an early season performance where for a young team like Rice, still trying to get everything back in order, uh, to to continue throughout the rest of the year. Uh, as we wrap up this hour, it is time for another one of our VEASAN Pro Tips. Again, all of our Pro Tips we have available, available for you on our website, VEASAN.com slash Pro Tips. And as Paul was talking about earlier, teams coming in off a loss or just a lackluster performance in general, potentially do have some betting market value because of how the market tends to overreact to that performance. Plus, thinking about how teams can come in with a higher level of focus. Georgia, for example, sleptwalked last week against Kent State. Good value for them against Missouri. We'll update all the top games on the other side when we return to Live at Saturday.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.